This is a Timmet podcast. This podcast is part of the series On the Marge. The title of this episode is Climate Change. Climate Change Summer in Yukon is special. It's short and intense. That means that we Yukoners make the most of it while it's with us. We flee the more urban areas to enjoy solitude out in the wilderness. But even though Whitehorse summer days are long and often bright, it would be some exaggeration to say that they are always hot. That means we don't have a fully developed beach culture here. A temperature significantly above plus 25C does not occur all that often, but when it does, it's cause for special celebration by everyone, each in their own way. However, it would seem that with climate change, we're getting hot summer days even more frequently. Of course, not everyone can spend all summer out on the land or on the water and be there to appreciate our hottest days. Sometimes we are stuck in the city, caught up in mundane and unimportant activities, such as the work we need to do to pay for dog food and Air North flight passes. It was on such a hot July day that I found myself at home, which, due to the miracles of modern telecommunications and the indulgence of my extraordinarily enlightened Yukon government employer, was a work-from-home day over the internet. But by 10 a.m., the house was hot, and by noon, two little doggy eyes pleaded to be led out into the forest between Porter Creek and the college, where, apparently, there were squirrels that required chasing. That's how I found myself walking along one of our forest trails, the deep dark woods on my right, and a row of houses through a thin band of woods on my left. The trail, which Cork and I had traveled many times in all seasons, ran parallel to the back lot lines of the houses on the street next to ours. I was lost in my own thoughts, perhaps pondering the possibilities of global warming, because it certainly was hot enough, even in the shade of the trees. Quirk was off on his own, sometimes ahead, sometimes behind, but always with his bear bell tinkling, so that, even subconsciously, I knew roughly where he was. Most houses along this path had back fences, but there were some without. Sometimes, as we walked this path, Quirk would dart into people's yards to assist young children paddling in their paddling pools, or investigate the tangible evidence of the resident's last hunting expedition. He once borrowed a hot dog from an unattended patio table. I strongly discouraged this trespassing, and while he was not generally directly disobedient, he was certainly frequently forgetful. At some point, it dawned on me that I hadn't heard the dog's bell for some time. That was about the same point I heard screams from a yard over to my left. I crashed through a bit of bush, and not wanting to set a bad example for a trespassing dog, I halted at the point where the forest gave way to backyard. I quickly surveyed the scene in front of me. It was not the well-watered grass of the carefully tended lawn that attracted my attention. It wasn't even the small tree that was barely supporting the weight of the obese cat struggling up it that caught my eye. 
nor was it Quark dancing around the small tree, barking enthusiastically to convince the cat to jump down and be chased. I noticed all that in one quick glance. It was, however, the low wooden deck and the woman on it that drew my gaze. She was screaming, My cat! He's going to get my cat! Don't let him kill my cat! As she screamed, she struggled without success to put on her bikini top without raising her torso from her towel on the sunny deck. Being a quick thinker, I put my plastic dog whistle to my lips and gave two short bursts that meant, Come here right now! hoping that Quark's selective chasing deafness would be wearing off. Luckily it was, or perhaps he realized that the cat wasn't going to jump down after all, even with the extra barking. He made one last circuit of the tree and headed toward me, passing quite close to the deck. At that very moment, the woman abruptly but adroitly rolled over and sat up, pulling her towel around her. Unfortunately, losing control of her bikini top, which flew into the air. The little bit of bathing suit never touched the ground. Quark leapt without breaking stride and caught the fluttering bit of cloth with admirable but uncharacteristic skill. He brought it to me and presented it with the same sense of accomplishment he exhibited when bringing me parts of dead animals found in the woods. There I stood, holding a bikini top while two doggy eyes looked up at me with pride and anticipation of praise. As a true gentleman facing a damsel in distress, my first thought was courteously to take the top over to the woman and help her put it on, because that was obviously the result she wanted. Instead, however, I settled for edging crab-like sideways across the lawn to the deck while averting my eyes and reaching out as far as I could to give the top back to the woman, while taking care not to approach any nearer than absolutely necessary. I then turned my back to the woman, snapped the dog onto his leash, and dragged him back into the woods before he could decide to have another run at the cat. Yeah, it was hot. Must have been climate change. But that's not the end of the story. Three weeks later, my Yukon government department welcomed a new assistant deputy minister. When I met her, there was something very uncomfortably familiar about her. It was all I could do to avoid blurting out, Oh, I'm sorry, I didn't recognize you with your clothes on. It was definitely an awkward situation for both of us, but she recovered quicker than I did. As she shook my hand, she said, I'm counting on your dogged determination, Chuck, to keep me abreast of the situation. And that has led to a very effective work relationship, although neither of us has ever mentioned the cat or the bikini. So, climate change isn't all bad after all. This has been a Timmet podcast in a series called On the Marge. Instrumental intro and exit are courtesy of Kate Weeks. If you would like more of these podcasts, check out the podcast website at timmit.ca slash podcasts. That's T-I-M-M-I-T dot C-A slash podcasts.